Hey, how's it going? Justin Jackson here. Just wanted to let you know this is the last episode of season four of the Mega Maker podcast. I'll be back in early January 2017 with season four. In between then, could you go to iTunes and leave a review? It's the best way for other people to find the show. And I know over the holidays, people are looking for new podcasts. So if you could go to iTunes and leave a review, that'd be amazing. Uh, Also, feel free to share the show with your friends. Um, I know there's a lot of people who want to make an independent living from the things they create. And uh, yeah, if you could help people find this show, that'd be amazing. All right, let's get into it. What do you do when you're in a creative rut? This is Mega Maker, episode 43. <laughs> Hello, Mega Makers. How's it going? Man, these past two weeks have not been good for me creatively. As you might have heard in the last episode, the... Um, U.S. election and all of the emotion surrounding that uh, really got me down. And I I mean, these things can happen for all sorts of reasons, right? It's not just politics. Sometimes it's you just lose your creative motivation. And, you know, for me, I just felt like it had just been snuffed out. I didn't feel myself falling, but one day I woke up and found myself in uh, a rut, in a deep creative rut. And it scared me. It scared me because I earn my living off my imagination. And when ideas aren't coming to me, I get desperate. I like sit in a room and I almost try to will my mind to come up with something. Come on, brain, give me something. And you know, normally I have the opposite problem. Normally I have so many ideas that are just pouring out of me like Niagara Falls that I don't know what to do with them. But, you know, these past two weeks, it felt like I was holding up my cup in expectation, hoping to get just a drop of inspiration, but nothing came. Have you ever been in a place like this where you've lost your motivation? Darian, who's a member of the Product People Club, sent me this message. Hey, Justin, usually a creative rut starts for me when I've been working on a project too long or have had too many things on my mind. So today's goal is to get you out of that creative rut. No matter why you're there, here are some things you can do to get your motivation back. All right, first thing, get uncomfortable. When we're feeling down, our inclination is to hibernate. We want to get under some warm blankets, eat cereal, and mope. Or maybe we find ourselves on comfort sites like Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, just wasting time. A couple days ago, I forced myself to drive 45 minutes to a neighboring town just to watch a documentary. I knew it would be good for me because during the drive, I'd have a long, uninterrupted time to think. The film itself would expose me to new ideas, and I'd be forced to interact with new people. 
I found that the quickest way to get out of a creative rut is to make yourself uncomfortable. And generally this means putting yourself in new, unfamiliar situations, spending time with people you don't normally hang out with, taking risks, trying new things, doing something unconventional. Discomfort is like jumper cables for a dead creative battery. The second thing I tried was help someone else. You know, lacking motivation, we often turn inward. We try to nurture our creative soul, but self-focus isn't the answer. Outward focus is. My friend Dave needed a website, and I can make websites. Normally, I don't have time to do projects like this for my friends. I, I don't do web design anymore as a business, and I'm usually too focused on my own stuff. But, you know, lacking motivation and lacking projects, I had time. So I helped Dave build a simple, just static HTML site for his business. We spent a whole morning together. And, you know, I could tell that launching this website represented significant progress for Dave and his new business. And seeing that made me feel good. (laughs) It gave me energy. And I've just found that, in general, helping others kind of renews your spirit. The third thing I'm going to recommend, and it's something that came up a lot when I was discussing this with other people, was get outside. (laughs) Too often, when I'm in a rut, I'll force myself to stay at my desk. And I say, you know, I'm not going anywhere until I accomplish something. But this is like trying to squeeze water from a rock. Leave your desk. Go outside. Take a walk. Lay on the grass. Sit by a river. Breathe. And I've been trying to practice this kind of light form of meditation when I'm out. I won't focus on anything in particular. I'll just focus on breathing. In and out. I'll usually start with, man, just doing that breath there, I felt better. (laughs) Uh, I'll usually start with 10 breaths, you know, in slowly and out slowly. And it just makes me feel better. And I think most importantly, it gives, it takes the pressure off our minds. You know, your brain isn't your slave. You have to let it roam free once in a while. The next step is to refocus on your destination. So after I'd done these other steps and I felt my creative energy returning, I took out a piece of paper and I drew a picture of myself on one side. And I wrote, here's where I am now. And on the other side of the paper, I drew a picture of, here's where I want to be. Here's my goal. And and for me, this destination represents a specific revenue goal for my business. And in the middle in this chasm, you know, between where I am and where I want to be, I asked, what are three things I need to do to get there? And recentering on this gap between where I am and where I want to be was motivating. It also helped me to come up with some specific actions I could take. And when you're in a rut, 
action steps are good. They help create momentum. They help you kind of refocus on, okay, here's something I could actually do to move myself forward. Related to this are these two questions I ask every night before I go to bed. This is a way of tracking my progress. And the two questions I ask each night, I I write these down in a journal. I use this app on my phone called Day One. I ask myself, what did I accomplish today? And what am I going to do tomorrow? So when I list out the day's accomplishments, the reason I like that is it's a, a reminder. It's a visual reminder of my velocity, of the progress I'm making. And after I've created that list of, you know, here's what I did today, I'll go back and mark each item with an X or a check mark. Uh, an X is for anything that didn't really move me towards my goal. And the check marks are actions that are helping me to make progress. Asking yourself, what am I going to do tomorrow? That creates intention for the next day. You know, what three big things do you want to get done? And this way, when you wake up in the morning, there's no haze. You won't ask, what should I do today? You'll already know because you've written them down the night before when you evaluated your day. And the final thing I try to focus on when I'm trying to get out of a rut is healthy habits. My friend Corey just reminded me about the, the importance of these. You know, when we feel down, we want to drink beer, stay up late, eat junk food. But that just makes things worse. You can't control what's going on in the world, you know, politically or whatever. But you can go to bed on time, eat your veggies, and go for a run. And there's also professional habits. You know, start work at a reasonable hour. Do your creative work in the morning. Answer email in the afternoon. Write tests for your code. Keep your desk clean. Back up your hard drive. These are all things that can help you, again, create momentum and sustain momentum. And uh, when I asked Corey to leave me a voice message about the professional habits he was doing, this is what he said. Hey, Justin, this is Corey Moss, the creator of Kanban for WordPress. I found your creative rut post really timely. I'd been struggling for a couple of weeks myself. I finally resolved it by spending a lazy Sunday vegging, but also doing a lot of thinking. I finally realized that I was missing some very specific goals. I've got goals for the business, where I want it to be in a year and five years, and I've got daily to-do lists, but I was missing sort of ongoing daily goals, almost statuses. For me, among the goals that I came up with, the one that resonated the most was stable software. At the end of every day, I need my software to be stable so I'm not bogged down by worrying about it. I'd spent the last couple of weeks working on a major update, but hadn't tested it to my own satisfaction. So spent a quick hour just testing it, and then suddenly I felt better, back on top of the world. Getting into healthy habits like this, both personal and professional, can really sustain you when you're going through a hard time. And so I've been thinking about that too, doubling down on the healthy things, doubling down on cultivating good habits so that when when the next storm hits, I'll be ready. 
I originally wrote all of this as an article for my newsletter. If you're not on my newsletter list yet, you can go to justinjackson.ca slash newsletter. Uh, You can also find this as a blog post, justinjackson.ca slash rut, R-U-T. Again, thanks to all you folks who reach out. Um, There's been folks reaching out to me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and just telling me that they're listening to the show. Uh, It makes a big difference when I'm here in this closet with a microphone recording just to hear that people are listening and benefiting from the show. If you want to reach out to me, I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin, M-I, Justin, on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Go ahead and just, uh, yeah, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. This music you're listening to right now is Striker, striker striker-metal.com, and the podcast is hosted, not toasted, on simplecast.fm. Again, folks, I'm taking a break until January 2017. Remember at the beginning of the episode when I asked if you could go and leave a review in iTunes? If you could do that, that would be amazing. Um, Again, it helps other people find the show. And if you have feedback for the new year, justin at nerdnorth.com. I will see you in 2017. Heads up, there's going to be a new Maker Challenge, megamaker.co slash challenge is the current one, but starting January 1st, there will be something else there. Talk to you soon. So I used to always leave little Easter eggs at the end of episodes. I haven't done one in a while. And I thought I would share uh, a snippet from this panel I was on. I was on a discussion panel after watching the Design Disruptors documentary. So here is somebody asking about uh, the impermanence of design. So they were wondering, like, why is design so impermanent? Why are we always chasing the next big thing? And uh, this was my response. I think we're kidding ourselves if we're thinking that we're going to build something that's going to last forever. Our needs are going to change, and, and those are the problems that we're solving for. And, um, and like I said earlier, once we solve for this problem, we're going to have another one, or ten more behind it. And so the challenge is still there, but the, the needs will keep coming. The other thing to think about is that the, the pendulum could go back the other way. So right now, everything is really... What do you, what's that word? Ephemeral? Is that right? It really, like, not, doesn't last long? Is that right? Ephemeral? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking to... Uh, but it could go back the other way, right? So here's a possible future. Our consumption right now is not sustainable, right? Are you in physical product design or digital design? Digital. Digital? Okay. I'm going to use a physical example, but... This will have ramifications, but eventually it may not be possible for us to upgrade our phone every year, or it may be different. We might lease these devices from Apple, and they are responsible for the lifespan of the product. So it goes back to them, and then they have to re 
repurpose it and then you know give it back to us. If that happens, uh, designers will have to make things that are much more timeless. So things could change. Uh, it used to be if my first house had a, a stove in it from the 1930s, you know, it lasted forever. Uh, it was timeless. It's probably still running right now. And then we went into consumption and you know um, planned obsolescence and all those things. Those eventually it could swing the other way, and we might have more timeless physical objects. And if that's the case, I think that will also affect the kinds of things that happen in the digital world. So if our, item, if our physical objects are becoming more simple, another thing that could happen is the items that we interact with in the virtual world might have more meaning. Uh, they may even have more permanence. Like if you have, if everyone goes home and puts on virtual reality goggles and you start to decorate your virtual space, and if I gave you a virtual object that I created and that was meaningful to you, you might put that in your, your virtual space and keep it there for your whole life. So I, I think there is a possible future that where things become more timeless and they last longer, and that could include digital artifacts as well. And we, all, we do care about these digital artifacts. Like, the, if you go on, I don't know if you've ever been on Wayback Machine, have you been on that? So we care about those things. You know, um, we care about these things being around for a long time, even if they're just bits. <laughs>